It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right. Good evening, everybody. It is it's Sunday night, Brian. It is 8 o'clock, and you know what that means. It is time for episode 289 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Uh, Brian, how the hell are you tonight, my friend? Nervous. I'm nervous. Nervous. Why is Um, that? Because this is the pre-championship debate episode. There is only one episode, which is what we are doing right now, people. Um, this is the, the, this could possibly be the last time that Ron and I are civil towards each other. A week from today on Sunday, February 4th, Ron and I will be holding our 22nd annual, um, championship podcast, um, debate. I, I mean, I, I, the names has changed over the years. You know, one t- one year I remember you, um, I- you know, acting in your um, dictator Ron role, named it um, Brian's never going to get it. No, he's never going to get it. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Um, and it was the, the debate that, you know, I believe that was the year you cut off my microphone. I know you said <laughs> that there were some some technical glitches going um, on in the production. Issues stuff. going on. Yes. Yep. I blame you, Ron. Anyway, but things, you know, things have a history of getting nasty, getting personal during our debates. Um, I remember the year when you took my, you dragged my father out of the nursing home, um, had his orderlies just stretcher him in so that you could shove a microphone in his face for him to say, Brian, you've always been a disappointment. Um, That hurt. That really hurt bad. You know, Um, I always, you act like this is a game. This isn't a game. You play dirty. You yep. play dirty. You play dirty, my friend. Um, so so it's next week. I'm yep. nervous. Um, half, the, you know, uh, half the Super Bowl matchup is set uh, with the Chiefs knocking off the Ravens 17 sure. to 10 earlier today. Uh, right now it is Lions up 21 to 7. Um, just before the half, they are driving there on the San Francisco 16. So looking very probable that we have a Lions-Chiefs matchup. Um, and once that is set, Brian, the clock officially starts to tick on your championship reign. Any early thoughts as to if it is a Lions-Chiefs game, which way you may lean? Oh, yeah. I will be picking the winner. <laughs> well, there you go. Of course. Of course. That would just Ron, be- I never get to ask you. How yeah. are you doing? Uh, I'm you good, doing? Brian. You know, I can't complain. It was a good week, a good weekend. I'm trying to feel positive about the week ahead of us. We often talk about um, the Sunday scaries. We don't get those here on the Ron and Brian nope. podcast uh, because we Not just here. enjoy ourselves so damn much. And let's enjoy ourselves, Brian, with our drink of the week. Drink of the week. Nazdrovia. <laughs> Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Brian, what are you drinking this evening, my friend? 
Um, this past week, our good friends at Sam Adams, I know they shipped you up a case of beer. They shipped me one as well. One of the ones that I tried and have been enjoying this week is the OVP. Yeah, you know me, Ron. This is the OVP, the Oaked Vanilla Porter. Ooh. I want you to take a look at this photo. The, look at the color on this bad boy. Wow. Man. That is dark. This oaked this is a oaked vanilla porter. You actually, I believe you said that to your first boyfriend back in college. Oh, is that dark? Um, oaked vanilla porter. It's a dark brown American porter. Brewed by the Boston Beer Company is made with vanilla beans, oak chips, and chocolate malt. Some say that this beer has a sweet nose with a faint vanilla trace and a multi flavor taste with a little coffee bitterness. Others say it has a strong vanilla taste, but the oak woodiness is subtle. And seems to hit the finish and aftertaste. I say that this is a beer that is smooth and drinkable. Others say it's a holiday dessert in a glass. More importantly, the kind people over at Beer Advocate give this porter an 86, coming in at a 5.88 ABV. This is Sam Adams, OVP. Take a sip, Brian. Uh, I, th I thought you drank that the other week, but maybe I'm mistaking it for another beer. How is it, my friend? Mm. Mm. Oh, it's so good. I want to dive into this naked and just bathe in this. Kind of kinky. Mm. I'm, I'm, it, it almost tastes a, a little bit like a root beer. Okay, I'm say it's like a like a root beer. I know, I know that uh, uh, Bill, uh, William Esquire is going to come on and probably shit on this beer because it's uh, it doesn't taste like uh, you know uh, what do you call it uh, Trenton tap water. But you know what, I enjoy well, look, this. You already said uh, another disappointing beer from their holiday pack. He is wrong. You are wrong, William. This is a good one. Mm. Ron, what do you got? You know, Brian, as we see on social media so often these days, we see people, uh, they they defect from a city that they've lived in for a number of years. They, they defect from their state that uh, has supported them so long. They hop across the river uh, and live a, a highfalutin uh, waterfront lifestyle. But there's some of us, Brian, we like supporting the states that we're in. We like supporting uh, the businesses. And it, it's a great beer to support two businesses in Pennsylvania, Brian. This is the Victory Beer collaboration with Tasty Cake. This is their coffee cake ale, locally brewed, locally baked. This very tasty collaboration between Victory Brewing Company and Tasty Cake puts the delicious flavors of Tasty Cake coffee cake into a sweet ale with notes of pound cake and cinnamon, uh, clocking in at a solid 6% uh, with a nice caramel hue to that body of beer. Let's have a sip here, see how it is. I have not tried this. I've been trying to find this since it came out last month. The man takes a sip. He ponders. Hmm. Hmm. Hold on. The man needs a second sip. Drum roll, please. Everybody is asking, what is the verdict? It's uh, it's not bad. I don't know. Uh, I'm not getting the coffee cake. I'm, I'm getting a little okay. bit of the cinnamon. I'm not getting, I thought it would have a little bit more sweetness. Um, it's a good mm -hmm. ale. Again, it's not one that I think you could sit um, and drink a lot of, but it's one that I can definitely have one or two because uh, we do have to prepare for our after dark later. So I might have to have a second drink uh, since we'll be going extra long this evening. But not too bad. I would uh, I would recommend uh, if you are a fan of Victory and Tasty Cake, go out and try it. 
Sure. All right. In the meantime, I, would, um, I, I support I support your supporting of the Pennsylvania uh, beer industry. Well, you're a good man. Let's get on with it. It's time for beef of the week. Ron and Brian's beef of the week. Brian. What's bothering you today? Ticketmaster. Uh-oh. The motherfuckers at Ticketmaster. All right. So. <clears throat> I'm saving this one all weekend. Wow. All so right. um, are, are you familiar with the comedian Ronnie Chang? I am. He was, uh, he's been on The Daily Show. He's at his own Netflix special. Familiar. He's on a tour right now. He's going to be in Philadelphia Very also, funny. I believe. You know where he was on this past Saturday night? I don't know. Radio City Music Hall. Oh, nice. And do you know who went out and bought tickets the day they went on sale, the morning they went on sale, and had two great tickets in Orchestra 2, Row H? Uh, would, that, would that be you, Brian? That's this guy. So excited. Big fan of Ronnie Chang. I've seen him uh, perform live in a small club. Um, watched his Netflix specials. I'm on board with this guy. Um, gearing up, uh, unfortunately, something came up in my personal life, and um, I had to go up to Boston this past weekend. I was not able to attend the Ronnie Chang Comedy Show at Radio City Music Hall. So what do I do with these two tickets? I see they're sitting on my calendar. I'm like, well, sure. I'll do the, I'll, I'll, I guess, what I'll, well, I'll just have to resell them. You know, um, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. You know, I'm not going to be greedy. I'm just going to try and get my money back. Now, were you going to try and resell them on StubHub or are you going to try and resell them on the Ticketmaster resale site? You know, at this point, I just said, you know what? I'm going to go on Ticketmaster. I'm going to try and resell them. All right. That was, that was my first go-to move. Go to, go to Ticketmaster. Click on the event. Click sell to my tickets. And what do I get? What do those weasels at Live Nation slash Ticketmaster corporate conglomerate, let's fuck over the consumers <laughs> any way, shape, or form they possibly can. I get a pop-up that says, the organizers of this event are not allowing online resale of tickets to this event. Motherfuckers. I'm like, what do you mean? You always get, every time I go to buy tickets or something, you see the little yeah. circles on the tickets in red with the little arrow, inner arrow turning around, swirling inside saying, hey, somebody bought these tickets. They're going to fuck you in the behind because they're going to make a lot of money off you. But I wasn't going to be that guy. I just wanted to get my money back. Mm -mm. So what do I do? Do what any normal person does. Pick up the phone and I call Ticketmaster. I sit on <laughs> is, that what, is that what a normal person does? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, other people, most most people don't just like wait for, for the beef to build up within them and then complain on their podcast on a Sunday night while sitting in a room by themselves. Um, I, I So I called Ticketmaster. I waited on hold. It was either like somewhere around 10, 12, 15 minutes, furious, filled with rage because throughout the entire uh, uh, time I'm waiting, they're constantly playing the same song. And they're giving me an automated message that if I, you know, want to get, you know, uh, aid, help quicker, 
just go to the website. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, I already went to the website. I started there. I'm, I'm just boiling. I'm boiling. Finally, I get a live voice. I explain to the person what's going on. Fortunately, there was a you know, a, a personal matter. I'm not able to attend. I've got to go. Um, uh, how can I sell these tickets? Guy says, oh, I'm sorry. Organizer of this. I'm like, you don't, you, how you do not read to me the same fucking script. I read off the pop-up message. They did. They read it word for word. Cause I even had the pop-up message pulled up so I could read it to them. They read me the same paragraph. I said, okay. All right. Okay. So I can't resell them on Ticketmaster. Can you please convert these mobile tickets to a um, PDF file that I can download at this point. I'm like, just ju- I'll take my business to StubHub. Ticketmaster doesn't want my business. The right. free market I'll go will. Elsewhere. I'll take this to Vivid Seats. I will take this to StubHub. I will take this to Tickets Now. I'll take it to Tickets.com. I will take it to uh, resell your tickets. Stop. Anyway, please continue. Lady says, no, organizer will not allow these tickets to be converted to physical tickets. This is a mobile only event. I'm like, well, then what is my recourse? What can I do here? Lady says to me, oh, you can transfer your tickets to someone. Right. Okay. No. All right. That's fair. That's fair. What are the odds that I'm going to be able to go online and say, hey, I have these two tickets. Send me money. And you got my word that I'm going to forward these to you. Zero. I'm sorry, sir. I wish there was something else I can help you with. Fuckers. Out 200 bucks. A valid question from Janelle. Did you boil so much that you sweat through your shirt? Oh, I was fucking sweating. I was sweating. Oh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Another good good point. You should have paid extra for the insurance for the tickets. Yes. And have you read what the conditions of the um, (laughs) insurance cover? I haven't. I would would imagine this would be the exact type event that uh, would be covered. Nope. It is not. They'll do a weather related. They will do, um, uh, you know, uh, the reason that I had to give um, was um, I, I, first off, I wasn't able to prove any of the legitimate reasons because I've, I've read the, the terms of that insurance. I'm like, this is literally act of God insurance. You know, it is, uh, you know, uh, uh, you're stuck out of town. Um, you're in a car crash. You're in a hospital. Um, you know, you, you are ordered to quarantine by a government agency. It's not, oh, yeah, I can't go anymore. Something else popped up. Fuck Ticketmaster, by the way. That's my beef, Ron. I understand. I understand. I mean, it's you. So you didn't even make an effort. Like, I get what you're saying, but there are some people that will potentially, you know, Venmo you. Uh, if you will then mobily, and there's a seem to be a ton of people in the chat here that you potentially could have sold them to. I posted on my local um, uh, Facebook group, and right. people said that they would take the tickets. And um, when I asked what they were willing to pay for it, they both repeated um, almost as if they were the same person and said, "Oh, I thought you were offering them to, for free." <laughs> so, so nothing ended up happening. Nothing ended up happening with the tickets. It was just it's a long on step. principle. On principle, I let them go. I just let them wilt away like my heart. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that, Brian. Ron. Yes. What's bothering you? Um, I, 
you know, I'm not. I didn't have that bad a week, Brian. I have to admit. I would say the only thing that bugged me, um, I, I stayed up late last night, Brian. I don't uh, typically catch the wrestling pay-per-views when I'm at home, but uh, we do get the Peacock Network free because we're we're Xfinity subscribers here. So I was like, you know what? I enjoy the Royal Rumble. I uh, I have attended the Royal Rumble in person before it's 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 a fun it's a fun event and so let me stay up late and watch the men's royal rumble because it's always good you know they always bring back like two or three old names to to appear in the royal rumble and that's just kind of fun nothing brian no nostalgia no surprises no nothing i stayed up uh through the end of it and they even had the same winner of the men's royal rumble as last year uh cody Rhodes won it again uh just what time did it end it was uh, it was probably about quarter of midnight that it finally ended. <gasps> okay, I know. Yeah, way too long, way too long, yeah. and disappointing. But I guess maybe Cody um, gets to finish the story finally, Ryan. We'll see. Now, did, at any point, did Mister Connecticut come out? Uh, we did not see Mister uh, Mister Connecticut. There were rumors really? um, that uh, a masked man from Stamford, Connecticut. No, uh, not that. Not that we saw. Um, I, will, I will agree with Allie. Out? There were there were no Bob Backlund. Allie, I will agree. There were some great surprises in the women's Royal Rumble, uh, but that was almost at the end. By the time um, I actually tuned in, because we were watching, we watched some movie on Netflix last night. Oh, the postcard killer. You you missed the women's Royal Rumble. Uh, I caught like the last probably ten minutes of it. What was wrong with the first forty eight? You didn't want to watch the first forty eight minutes of it. We're, well, again, we were finishing a movie. And I have to wait for my lovely wife to fall asleep before I can turn wrestling on because she has less than zero interest in it. Sure. And I think it also causes her to have less than zero interest in you sexually <laughs> when she sees that you're know. watching wrestling. I don't know if that's even possible, but I guess it's uh, I guess it's <laughs> there's always that possible. chance. Of course, it's possible. Anything's possible. Um, you know, uh, so so your complaint was that they they did not deliver what you wanted. It wasn't quite what I was looking for. So. Uh, but again, if that's the worst part of my week, it wasn't a bad week. Okay. Did you have to travel at all during the week? Um, this week, you know, I was out in the, out in state college uh, for a day and a half. So it wasn't, you know, thankfully it wasn't too bad. Well, it sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Sounds good. Okay. And now I'm here with you and we're doing this. We're doing this show. No packages um, were lost. No, Walmart no loss. delivered everything they said they were going to do. Everything was good this week with all my deliveries. I mean, it was just, you know, I, I'm knocking on wood right now. Hopefully that's just a, a good harbinger for the coming week. All right. I wish you luck. I wish you luck because um, your luck's going to end on February 3rd. Is it? When you wake up February 4th, that will be a day. Is it the 3rd or is it the 4th? Oh, no. Your luck ends on the 3rd because on oh, the 4th, I, I understand. you will I be understand. miserable. You will feel pain. You will feel the wrath of the people's champion. That's right, Ron. This belt is on the line February, Sunday, February 11th. What do we do a week before? Every year, we have our podcast championship debate right here, 8 o'clock, New Jersey time. Not Central Jersey or South Jersey, North Jersey time, where I am willing to put this belt up on the line for all those people who think who think they could take me on and become the champion of this podcast. And I'm looking at you, Ron. This guy right here, he is going down. All right. Well, speaking of uh, 
we've been talking about football, Brian, and one story I know that you've been uh, obsessed with all week is uh, the one where after last week's uh, Chiefs-Bills game, there apparently were three Kansas City Chiefs fans who were found frozen to death in the backyard of their friend's house uh, where they had gathered to watch uh, the game. But the homeowner is insisting that he had no knowledge that their bodies had possibly been there uh, for two days. Uh, the bodies of David Harrington, age 37, Ricky Johnson, age 38, uh, and Clayton McGinney, age 36, were found on the evening of January 9th after the fiancé of one of the men uh, requested a welfare check. Uh, one man's body was found on the back porch of the home, while the other two were discovered in the backyard. Uh, but Jordan Willis, the man who was renting the home, said he had, quote, no knowledge that his friends were freezing to death on his property um, after they watched. I'm sorry, this was actually the Kansas City uh, against the LA Chargers in the last game of the regular season back on January 7th. So I thought this story took place last weekend. This is just hitting the news now? Apparently so. Um, there haven't been any arrests. There haven't been any charges. Um, Kansas City police are saying that they are not investigating this as a homicide. Um, but still, uh, still a lot of questions going on. Listen, one of the things I like to do is I like to collect collect corpses and dump them in your backyard. Um, we know that with the recent um, renovations going on in your home, you are no longer using your backyard to go in and out of the house. You're using your front door. Um, and as such, I'm dumping bodies back there just so that eventually you go back there and you've got to call the police. I mean, this is such a crazy story. So these five guys are watching a football game. And right. um, the night goes where the night goes. And uh, that's another way for me to say yada, yada, yada. Because you fast forward 48 hours, the kid, I don't know which one of these five is the one who rented the house. But this kid wakes up after sleeping for two days, according to his um, uh, uh, story. I don't believe right. he's given testimony into uh, uh, in a in a to a grand jury yet. But yeah. according to his story, he wakes up after sleeping for two days and goes, ah, "I wonder what's going on in the backyard," and sees three of his friends frozen dead. Um, what I found most interesting: this story really popped off on uh, Monday, I guess it was, really into Tuesday. That it was not until probably Thursday, Friday of this past week. So pro so good four or five days after this story broke that we started to hear the word toxicology report and <laughs> suspicion of drug use. Um, I mean, I don't know what these kids were on um, to go into a backyard and, and not have the common sense of, um, hey, we should go in. It's kind of getting cold out here. Right. Um, you know, I've been intoxicated and uh, I, 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 you know, never froze to my death. I've, you know, uh, never done any, you know, kind of heavy drugs or whatnot. But, um, you know, I mean, you uh, can allegedly see, you can see one person kind of wandering out into the backyard and accidentally sure. freezing to death. Three people, it seems, you know, it, it seems a bit suspect. And then. the So, yeah. So the guy who rented the house, Jordan Willis, uh, according to his lawyer, like you said, was asleep on the couch wearing noise canceling headphones next to a loud fan. Just seems like a very convenient excuse to be like, oh, no, I had these headphones on next to this very loud fan because 
why why wouldn't I? Sure. And, and the TV was on 48. And apparently he worked from home and had not walked outside the house until the police were called. So this guy doesn't even discover the bodies. The police discovers the bodies after one of the one of the victims fiancés called the police because no one could reach these three guys for for 48 hours. So you're saying one of these men actually found a woman to uh, to marry. (laughs) Apparently so. And then the fifth guy apparently left at midnight to go home and watch Jeopardy, which also seems kind of suspicious to me. That is almost as suspicious as um, uh, uh, Jesse Molette's story and uh, about going for a Subway sandwich at three o'clock in the morning when it's uh, 12 degrees in Chicago and getting beaten up by two guys wearing MAGA hats. That's a suspicious so story. We will uh, we will continue to track that story because it's it's fascinating, Brian. I think you would have to admit it's fascinating. Now, Ron, how many people, Matt, you've got, you've got four people come over to your house. You got four right. people that come over to your house and, you know, uh, the night is, is, is progressing. Um, it's time for you. You're, you're about to say, Hey guys, I'm going to put my noise canceling headphones on. You know, I hope you don't mind if I turn this fan on. Cause you know, I, 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 I like to be comfortable. At what point do you think to yourself, Hey, let me just go make sure that everybody's okay. You know, I think again, I think it depends on, you know, your your level of, let's say, inebriation, intoxication. So we, sure. we you know, we had uh, we had that uh, that birthday party for my lovely wife um, uh, back uh, probably a little over a month and a half now. Sure. I would say by nine o'clock that night, she would not have noticed multiple people dying in front of her as she slept on the couch. So I, you know, I'm willing to accept a certain amount of, all right, three people could die that night while I'm passed sure. out on my couch. It's the 48 hour the period after that, where sure. I would be like, these frozen bodies, they weren't here the last time I remember. Sure. We're like, why is Steve not texting me back? I, I was wondering whether he got White Castle on his way home. Why do I have 82 missed calls from a variety of my friends and their family members? It just, it doesn't make sense. No, but he, yeah, I, it's, um, it's it, I, what I genuinely found. I know I texted it to you during the week was just how this story had been going on for about 48, 72 hours in the news cycle. And not one story had, had, had even attempted to address whether there was any drug use going on, uh, you know, at the gathering with these people, nobody was talking that there was something suspicious going on, and that the only possible explanation was that these guys were using drugs. Um, it's something we're going to keep close eyes on here at the yeah. Ron and Brian podcast. For all we know, that you know, when those toxicology reports come out in about two weeks, it will be the Brian and Ron podcast. After I win the Super Bowl bet and change the name of the podcast. Listen, and the question becomes, where was Taylor during all this? You have to start asking that question now. Anything involving the Chiefs. She was flying her private jet, just, just you know, just burning her carbon just footprint Belching out the CO2 world. emissions. That's what she does. She, pl- she flies private and then preaches, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, paper uh, straws. Mm. <laughs> we don't like hypocrisy here. We do like we do know that we don't want to bash Taylor at all because we do not just want the Swifties to come after us. You know, I I heard that they have taken up swatting. Uh, I heard that's that what I've Swifties heard as well. Now, 
that they will call the police and report a gun, um, a gunfight in your home if you uh, offend Taylor Swift in any way. Uh, Brian, let's not forget we've got our stories of the week, uh, the stories mm-hmm. that, that just catch our eye, and we need to make sure we talk about them before the show ends. What's your uh, What's your story of the week this week, Brian? Ron, do we have a photo of Eli Regalado and his wife? Of course we do, Brian. Oh, Oh, look at that man. Look at that woman. They love Jesus. They love people and they love business. And you know what they also love, Ron? Cryptocurrency. That's right. A a Colorado-based pastor, Eli Regalado and his wife, they um, recently were accused um, by the authorities of pocketing $1.3 million through a cryptocurrency fraud scheme. While Eli Regalado didn't take that lane down, he immediately got on the internet, made a video statement for his followers where he admitted that's exactly <laughs> what he did. And his defense for doing it was, God wanted him to do it. So uh, going back a couple years, Eli and his wife started marketing their own cryptocurrency, which was INDX coin, index coin to Christian communities in Denver, saying that God had told him people would become wealthy if they invested in this cryptocurrency. All seemed to go well in the beginning as index coin raised over 32 million dollars. Well, the good people over at the SEC reached out to their friends at the Colorado Division of Securities and said, hey, something looks a little fishy here. And the Colorado Division of Securities found that of the 3.2 raised, 1.3 million of that went directly to the Regalados or were used for their own personal benefit. That's right. Of the 3.2, this guy put $1.3 million cool cash in his pocket. Now, the Regalados were not originally going to admit this, but when they made their video, Eli took a very different approach, which was, yeah, sure, 1.3 ended up in my pocket, but hold on a second, not all of it went directly to me. He started whining that the IRS took a half a million dollars <laughs> And that a couple hundred thousand dollars of that 1.3 went to remodel the home that he said the Lord told him to build. They spent the rest of their money on a Range Rover, luxury handbags, jewelry, an au pair, boat rentals, snowboard adventures, and other personal items. Um, He has been charged with violating anti-fraud provisions of the Colorado Securities Act, but he is saying that all of his actions um, were in the uh, within the guidelines of what God wanted him to do. Ron, you I, uh, invested in cryptocurrency back in the day. <laughs> How's that doing? Uh, I didn't. I do not have any crypto. Uh, per, probably for this exact reason. We talked about the that documentary on Netflix, uh, Bitcoin, a few weeks back. Sure. With uh, that Centra Tech uh, crypto company, that basically mm-hmm. same thing had a cryptocurrency with no finances backing it up whatsoever. Those guys were also just criminals too. These guys are criminals, um, I guess, using the uh, the Lord as an excuse. But I would, I would hate to be that guy's lawyer because he literally was like, listen, they are accusing uh, us of this crime, which we are 100% guilty of. 
but the we we knew it was wrong. We didn't get the one point three. Yeah, we figured the Lord was just going to let us know, um, you know, how how we're going to get out of this. Yeah. And the Lord also wanted us to fix up our house, and the Lord wanted us to drive a Range Rover. Uh, Ron, yeah. how is yes. it that how how is it that we did not create our own cryptocurrency back in the uh, early twenty twenty? How did how did we miss that entire boat? We we missed we we missed the boat without starting a cult, and we missed the boat by not starting a cryptocurrency. So we we've got some so catching up to do, without a doubt. So disappointed, Ron. What is your story of the week? So my story of the week, Brian. Brian, are you familiar with the the sci-fi novel Dune and the uh, the movies? Or there was a movie back in the I think the eighties or nineties, and then yeah, they yeah. remade them. And Dune Part Two is going to be arriving in theaters uh, on March first. I think it has Timothy Chalamet as the lead. He was in the first. He he was in Part One also. Um, I believe he's dating um, Courtney Kardashian. Uh, okay. Right now. So uh, the movie went viral this past week because you know I don't know if you if you've noticed this going out to films. I know you uh, you posted on Instagram that you went to see Mean Girls the other night. Um, how there is custom popcorn buckets that go along with different movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my my wife got her uh, her uh, era's popcorn bucket when we went to see the Taylor Swift uh, movie a while back. Uh, but now there is a promotional popcorn bucket for Dune Two. And it went viral, Brian, because it looks like this. It looks, people are saying it looks a tad bit sexual. There, there, were, a no, there were a number of people who made comments along the lines of, I just want to eat my popcorn and not stick my hand into a monster fleshlight. And other people wondering, you know, how many, how many people are going to be sitting in a theater watching uh, their theater mates, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, fuck their popcorn bucket. See, I, what I would do is I would take that bucket and I would hold it above my head and I would stick my tongue into the hole in the hopes of catching a, a, a kernel of popcorn on my tongue. Because we all know how great it is when you got your tongue in the hole and a little piece of, of corn gets out. So I'd try and get a piece of popcorn. I'd be holding the bucket... And I would then I would try to eat the popcorn one kernel at a time. That actually is exactly how I would be eating those that uh, that popcorn. Did, is there any way I can get one of those? Um, I mean, I guess if perhaps you go and uh, you watch uh, the movie, perhaps. Uh, I really don't want to have to do that. Uh, really. But Brian, shockingly enough, that was not the uh, the craziest thing. Uh, that hit the internet this week. Uh, apparently, uh, Ben Shapiro released a rap video uh, with mm. someone uh, by the name of Tom McDonald. Um, we will DJ we will, Tommy Mac. We will we will spare you the first, I guess, minute and ten seconds for of the of the film, and let's just cut right to the bars that Ben Shapiro. Uh, spits out here. Look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like lives in my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm that big. Oh, yeah. You see, Yama, homie, no cap. Look at the grass. Look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison, I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section all woke Karen's. And I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nikki, take some notes. All right. I did this for fun. So, uh, it's not, I mean, it's not horrible. I'm sure he. I'm sure he needed a lot of tries to do that. 
Um, I'm sure that's not one take. I mean, it's a hot take, but it's. I'm sure that was multiple uh, uh, tries where they there. There was a lot of cut and pasting. I'm sure. Um, can you uh, but, can you think of any rappers in the past that have managed to work compound interest into their bars? I believe MC Hammer on his debut album uh, referenced compound interest when they said to him, "What is the quickest way that you're going to be filing for bankruptcy ten years from now?" And he was just like, "I'm going to invest in compound interest." <laughs> so uh this uh this managed to uh to get to number one uh on itunes and is now number two trending um to own the libs brian <laughs> apparently for to own the libs they are asking uh people to purchase so again it's not owning any libs but it is most certainly putting money in the pockets of ben shapiro and uh and tom mcdonald because so if we, as, say- what keep going no no no. you go this is again this is the genius of the grift of of uh these hucksters like uh ben shapiro and and alex jones and things like they can just make uh you know not a horrible song but not one that i would necessarily uh pay 99 cents or a buck 29 for um and yet he can get all of his followers to spend tons of cash just for this fictional thought that Someone's going to be pissed off if it it goes number one on iTunes. Yeah, owning the libs. Uh, uh, all joking aside, how long is it until um, Ben Shapiro goes out opening up for Kid Rock? Um, is that going to happen next month, or is it going to be one of those summer concerts? I, you know, I picture uh, a uh, a festival. Um, I mm-hmm. think you've got Ben Shapiro. I think you've got um, Kid Rock. I think you've got Ted Nugent. Um, I think, you know, they'll, they'll roll, uh, Toby Keith out, uh, in his iron Mm -hmm. lung, uh, so we can do red solo cup, perhaps, um, I think think there's a line up there. I I think there's there's plenty to be made. Um, will jelly roll be there for you? I I know you're a big fan of jelly roll. Jelly roll's growing on me. I have to admit, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan, but I admire the positivity, Brian. You admire the fact that he can pack that much weight on those on those on those small thin ankles and not t- and, and not trip over. Brian, we don't we don't body shame here. I, I thought you realized that. Under my championship run, <laughs> we do body shame over here on the Brian, and that's going to be the second thing that I do once I defeat you on February eleventh, right here on this stage where we have our podcast champion debate. I'm bringing facts. You're bringing nothing. All right. Fair enough. I got a question for you, Brian. Are you uh, or were you familiar with Zinn prior to this week? Yes. You were. I follow Old Row um, uh, uh, Sports on um, uh, Instagram, and they are very big uh, uh, defenders of the Zinn um, what is it? Uh, uh, nicotine, like nicotine products. Yeah. Yes. It's a pouch, yes. I guess, versus loose tobacco. I it was not on my radar at all. The yes. the free publicity that Chuck Schumer managed to give them this week must be invaluable. Because now I I'm I'm not even uh, I wasn't even interested. Now I kind of want to try it. Why would you be interested? You're not interested because in, the thing is this: if you wanted, you could go get nicotine gum right now and chew it. 
but you're not because you don't have any interest in having nicotine running through your system. Therefore, you're not going to go run out and buy a nicotine pouch that you can shove upper decker, lower decker. Got it, Ron? When I say I got a zinny, when I say I got a zinny upper decker, that means I've got it up here on my lower, on my lower, no, on my upper uh, lip. When I say I got a zinny bottom decker, that's down here. But Brian, it's targeting teenagers and kids, apparently. And no, it's not. That to me makes it seem like it's cool, and I want to be cool. Once again, Ron, it is the liberal wokes in Washington who are trying to stymie an American company that is producing an American product put together and manufactured by American laborers. But can the liberals in Washington not handle it? It's not being made overseas by a third world country where they can invest in the stocks of the corporation and make lots of money on the exploitation of labor. No. The Democrats can't do that. Chuck Schumer's like, wait a second. If this is a product that's popular among Southern males, then he's got to go and shut it down. Well, you know what we're going to do? On February 4th, we're going to tell Chuck Schumer that he can go suck a dick. Is uh, is Zen a publicly traded company? I don't think so. I just made that up. But I, I guarantee yeah, I would, you, Nancy Pelosi's husband right now, <laughs> while he's while he's trying to hold the brain in the cracks of his skull, he's trying to hold the brain in while uh, with his left hand using the mouse on Charles Schwab website. He's just typing Z Y N buy 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 limit limit market market purchase limit buy options calls. I was, I was reading the other day. Speaking of the Pelosi's, Nancy Pelosi, her investment in Nvidia. Um, she's made $700,000 on it um, since yep. uh, NVIDIA got some uh, government contracts over the last few months. Sure. I but, own uh, two shares. I own But no, two the shares. Senate, the politicians should not be limited from trading in the stock market. Why? It's not, it's not as if they have any, any, any indication <laughs> in advance of how these companies might be doing. So that, that is criminal. That to me is criminal that our politicians can... Um, uh, 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 play the stock market. Well, and I think I think I've shared with you the the Twitter page, unusual whales. That literally Follow all them. they do is they they talk about stock trades that politicians make sure. um, that are in relation to the committees they serve on, either in the House or the Senate. Sure, you get somebody on the Appropriations Committee suddenly buying lots of Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, um, General Dynamics stock, and lo and behold, there's a war within six months. Um, it's just it's it is um, it's the very definition of insider trading. Uh, Brian, uh, an American visitor to Toronto shocked hundreds of Reddit users this last week by sharing that he was asked to sign a waiver when he ordered a medium cooked hamburger at a Hilton hotel or restaurant. Um, here is a picture of the burger and the waiver. He said, quote, I ordered my burger medium and the waiter took it with no question or comment. Uh, but then the Toronto burger came with a release form. Um, when I had my first bite, she brought me the form and said, we always make our burgers well done, but since you wanted it medium, uh, you should sign this. The form stated it would clear the hotel restaurant against any claims for damages related to any foodborne illnesses arising from the medium cooked burger. Uh, the traveler then said uh, he really couldn't eat the burger because he found that to be a little bit sketchy. Ron, I got a question for you. You yes. are... You're, you're, you're the king of the grill in your household. You <laughs> yes. are um, 
I know you take your 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 hamburger grilling quite seriously. In your expert opinion, is it safe to eat? And I know you've watched a lot of shows about the safety and of of the American um, uh, food. Um, is it safe to eat a burger medium? Because I know that we there are a lot of um, warning signs on 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 menus nowadays. I mean, this is the first I've ever heard of going so far as requiring a, a waiver. Last right. time I had to fill a waiver was I was in Cambodia and um, they were cutting up chilies and putting it in a stew. But this has got to stop. Sorry, whenever you mention Cambodia, I'm always a little worried about what direction you're going to take it. Listen, last time you let me finish a paragraph about Cambodia, we got sued. Um, and we can't have that again. I mean, I will say this. Um, they do, you know, uh, for a lot of these documentaries that I've watched, they do say that uh, ground beef is one of the most contaminated products you can get because it does, you know, it mixes together uh, meat from a lot of different animals. So there's a, a definite chance of cross-contamination. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I have actually gone more, I do more smash burgers now than anything else. And, and those I do cook all the way through. Just... Mm -hmm. uh, I used to, I mean, I do love me a good uh, medium burger, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, you do have to be careful. I, I think the waiver is a bit of a reach um, because if I'm a restaurant or a hotel, you know, you would hope you're getting it from, you know, a distributor that's given you a good quality product. But yeah, I've, I've started to kind of stray away from, from medium burgers and, and I'm cooking them more straight through. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think a lot of it also, first off, I find medium to be undercooked for my taste. I like a medium well. Um, however, I do know that if you're the, like the, the, the better the establishment, I would say the more I could trust a closer to medium burger. You know, if I'm in a diner, you know, ever since I moved to North Jersey, you know, diners have become a way of life. It is, of course, it's just part of the Jersey um, the Jersey uh, uh, adventure, the milieu, the milieu, the the ambiance. There's no way I'm getting a medium cooked burger at a diner. It's just it's not happening. Um, but if I'm in a, a, a nicer place like a, a PJ Clark's, uh, Timothy O'Neill's, um, I'm at a Fuddruckers, maybe a. a this has got to stop. Man, I miss Fuddruckers. Um, I used to love Fuddruckers. That was a good fucking burger. You know what I also think was it? Red Robin? Red Robin, solid burgers. 100%. They don't have them up here. They're not, no. they're, they do not have them up here um, in New York. And bottomless I, maybe fries too. I mean, come on. How can you uh, go wrong? I remember the first time, first off, the number of options that that menu had. Um, just a solid burger. Yeah, no. Um, but I would, I, you know, at, at an Applebee's, at Chili's, I'm going well done. I don't right. trust that fucking meat. Um, and uh, hold on a second. In oh, here we go. There's a red robin very close to me in Secaucus. As if eating a ground beef in Secaucus, New Jersey, <laughs> is ever a wise move. William, you disappoint me. Um, how dare you? How dare you think I'm going to be eating in Secaucus? But this again um, is why the Hoffers buried out there. I'm trying to uh, to move meat out of our weekly diet, so sure. This That's was, a great. This was weeks of doing that, so it went went fairly well. What were your um? What did you replace those um red meat meals with? So uh, one night I did what did I made. I made quinoa 
with black beans, sweet corn, and uh, roasted sweet potato. And then Ooh. myself, since I like a little spice, I threw some pickled jalapenos on there. And then I've mm -hmm. got this fire roasted jalapeno sauce. Um, mm -hmm. I got uh, some plant-based uh, buffalo chicken uh, sandwich things. So I made those. Mm -hmm. And then I got a veggie chorizo uh, crumble that I made, uh, whipped up with some uh, with my scrambled eggs this morning. So not too bad. So you have not you you did not eat any meat this period. Of no, time. no, I I ate meat this week. I, you know, I had some chicken. I made smash burgers tonight, but definitely trying to you know cut move it down. away from from yeah, yeah. you know meat seven days a week. First off, you know, um, just the overall um, health, uh, you know, benefit of uh, of of avoiding red meats and whatnot. Um, also, just the the benefit to the um, overall environment. You know, when you hear, when you read about, you know, when you read in the liberal media about how much water and land it takes to keep one cow alive, a steer, um, and um, yeah, I, I, he's still defending. William is in the group chat right now, defending eating in Secaucus. Um, <laughs> I just can't. I cannot eat in Secaucus. I just, I, I won't. Um, you know, it's just, it, it, it is better for you. The problem is the fact that, you know, especially when seasoned properly, um, hot damn, a burger is just a good meal. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's great stuff. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, luck. Brian, we had a trip back to the eighties this past week. Samantha Fox, uh, mm -hmm. I know was, uh, uh, we were fans back in the day, Brian. I know you and I both were, uh, she apparently was arrested this past week after a, uh, a drunken uh, scene on a plane. Um, she was uh, on a British Airways flight to Munich uh, when she allegedly got into a dispute with another passenger. Uh, the plane was on the runway, ready for takeoff, but was turned around at London Heathrow um, after Fox uh, put up a stink and all the passengers had to get up and were put up in a hotel, uh, not mm -hmm. able to leave until the next day. Could you imagine getting kicked off the plane because of a unruly passenger and they don't even say, okay, well, she's off. So now it's everybody just board the plane again. They're like, okay, yeah. well, um, we're all going to uh, uh, go to a hotel. Um, you should also, and we're going to try and leave tomorrow. I would be outraged by that. Um, what was your personal experience um, with Samantha Fox in your childhood? Um, I just remember, you know, I was I was coming of age, and uh, what was what was the song that she came? Naughty out girls, with? naughty girls need love. And uh, I that is that is uh, that is advice that I've carried near and dear uh, sure. to my heart uh, since then. I have attempted sure, you... to find as many naughty girls as I could since then, and and you're married to one, one. and give them the you're love married that they to need, one. they desire. Sure. She's only 56. Um, she was like a kid back in the 80s. Good Lord. I mean, so was I, she but geez. She was like 18. What I remember was I remember being in the eighth grade when she started to, um, when, when I think when that video came out, I remember me and my friend Victor were obviously clearly, you know, uh, I don't want to say obsessed with it, but we would watch that video at any opportunity. And then yeah. I remember Victor telling me that he had heard that she had done some topless um, photo sessions in the UK while she was coming up um, as a model. And that it's um, uh, suddenly the word quickly spread 
that she was going to be on the cover of the uh, uh, Jugs magazine. That I mean, this was back in the day when there were newsstands. You know, right. they, you don't really have them more anymore. But people would go into a newsstand, which was like they would sell gum and candy bars, but primarily their business was selling magazines and newspapers. And uh, and, and what they would do is they'd have like on the all the way towards the back on the top couple rows, they would have your your scandalous magazines. And I remember me and my friend Victor going there and just looking for Jugs magazine, and there it was. You know, you'd see, you saw the, t- the the first couple inches. You know, it's always good when you see the first couple inches. You'd see the, the the top couple inches of the magazine was like jugs, and you saw her face, and then it was cut off by like brown paper, or whatever. We stole that magazine without even feeling guilty about it. We took it off. We slid inside of a New York Times, walked to the front, showed the guy the New York Times in our hand, put down our coins, and walked out. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that magazine went back and forth between he and I. We, I'd have it for a week. He would have it for a week. I'd have it for a week back to him. Um, it started to look a little ragged. Um, you know, there were some pages, pages that were together uh, eventually stuck together. But I remember I, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. Samantha Fox. What's, that, was that was a childhood like, memory. When- like when we were growing up in the 80s or 90s, like it was it was scandalous that, you know, no, actresses or, or, or singers would would have like topless sure. photos. Now they've got their own OnlyFans. Like it's, it's, sure, it's progress. Right? It's absolute progress is what I have to say. Listen, one thing we've always done is lift and support women and their um, and their path forward to personal and financial freedom um, by any means that they are using that benefits them and not the patriarchy. So, um, you know, I mean, I remember uh, Vanessa Williams. Remember when she uh, right. uh, she had to uh, she had to abdicate her Miss America crown because she did a, yes. a lesbian photo shoot. Yeah, well, now lesbian, lesbian photo a- shoots are a prerequisite for Miss America. Especially once Donald Trump bought the Miss America pageant, it's really it's really come full circle, Brian. Um, the the wheels are coming off for the Detroit Lions. Uh, it's now twenty four seventeen Lions. Uh, Detroit just turned the ball over on the San Francisco side of the field. Niners have second and goal on Detroit one. Are about to tie this game up. It's a crazy day of football, Brian. Crazy day of football, especially also- especially when I when I have bet Lions and I have bet the under. <laughs> And it's already forty-one <laughs> points. Fucking hell! Yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, the 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 under was what fifty-three. Yeah, that's not. But we're that's not we're gonna thing. be at we're gonna be at forty-eight. So it's gonna be it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be tight. Um, and it's still third quarter. Still third quarter. Uh, three and a half minutes left in the third. Uh, a Florida therapist who specializes in anger management has been charged with murder for allegedly shooting a man to death as part of an ongoing dispute and then stuffing his body in his car. This is Travis McBride, age 46. Uh, man, that's a rough 46. Look at that face. Uh, he is the owner that's not of 46. He's the owner of Starting Point Mental Health uh, in Deland, Florida. He was arrested after police responded Thursday morning to a call about a suspicious incident at a home. Uh, A caller told the police, quote, there's been a murder that happened. Um, I saw him drag the body across the road. Um, He put it in his car and then he left and then he came back. And not even 10 minutes ago, he started scrubbing the road. And now I see him in the yard with a flashlight looking around. Uh, Police then said that they located some shell casings from a firearm and blood in the street. 
Um, deputies mm -hmm. found the bullet riddled, bullet riddled body of 52 year old Clinton Dorsey inside the trunk of McBride's red Nissan Versa. Listen, you, you're never going to hide a body in a Nissan Versa. No, um, it's it's too small. It's too small. Um, but I mean, didn't anger management training teach him anything? Uh, well, despite apparently uh, being an anger management specialist, he had a lengthy rap sheet, um, including an arrest in 1995 uh, for felony aggravated battery. In 1996, he was arrested on another felony charge of aggravated battery. Um, in 2017, he was arrested on a charge of domestic battery by strangulation. Uh, his then wife said he choked her after he was upset when she took his dog by the collar and placed it outside. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. So, uh, needless to say, he is, uh, he's been arrested and uh, is being charged with, uh, with murder. I think, I think that's a good move. <laughs> you think being charged with murder was the, was the way to go? I think so. You know, every now and then the justice system does the right thing. All right. Do you agree? I, I would agree. Um, you know what's doing the right thing, Brian, is if people what? sign up for our Patreon, um, it is oh, yeah. the last Sunday of the month. Um, if you are a, a Patreon subscriber, we do our After Dark at 930, uh, but we do an extra special episode on the last Sunday of the month. We do a one-hour show, uh, After Dark, extra content. Tonight, we are bringing back Can You Beat Brian? It is our first trivia contest uh, in a while. Uh, I'm trying to think we did one in like September or October. It's been uh, a while. Took took a little bit of a break during the holiday season, but now it mm -hmm. is back. Um, so if you subscribe at the $10 level or higher, you're able to hop on the Patreon with us. Uh, all of our subscribers join us and you can take on Brian uh, and try and beat him. And can you beat Brian? The subject matter has not been disclosed to Brian. It has not been disclosed to everyone. This I think this one is one of the more challenging contests that I've put together for Can You Beat Brian? Um, so I think it is, I think it will be difficult for everyone competing. I look forward to seeing how the scores shake out. But if you go to sure. ronandbrianpodcast.com right now in the upper right hand corner where it says become a patron, and then you can join. There's swag available, there's other goodies that you can get at different levels. But obviously, access to the after dark is key. Yeah. Um, yeah, join the Patreon. Listen, if you're not, if you have not already joined the Patreon, first off, a uh, huge thanks and an appreciation to those who have. Um, you know, it has is, definitely helped Ron and I offset some of the costs. We're not making a penny on this show. You know, we yeah. have always said that, you know, right now we are operating in the red, meant to be. We're okay with that. Um, you know, we've always said that if it ever gets to a point where our expenses are less than what we're making on the Patreon, that we are just going to put that money back in the show. We're going to do uh, uh, more contests. We're going to be uh, donating more money to charity. This is not a for-profit venture. No, not um, at all. We however, don't, we're, not, we're clearly not doing this for the money. Definitely not. No, no, no. I, I, I was having a conversation with somebody who was like, Telling him about the show, he was like, "So, so, so, how are you making money doing this?" And I was just like, "It's not about the money. It's about the love for the show. It's a love for my partner. It's a love for my friends who watch this. It's um, 
It's just all about Listen, love, Ron. I, I sit down with my accountant quarterly and he says, Ron, I don't get it. Everything you invest in, your stocks, your bonds, your EFTs, your mutual funds, your real estate, your diverse portfolio is like you make money across the board at everything. Um, he's like, this is the only thing kind of you're losing money on. And I, like I said, I'm like, how can you, how can you put a price uh, on friendship? Sure. Oh, um, you know, I think how I can mean, you capture a feeling, Brian. The only way you can capture a feeling, I guess, is by um, taking out a video camera and filming the action that is causing that feeling, which you can then, you know, put that VCR tape back into the VCR player and play it 20 years later, maybe 15, and you can have that feeling all over again. Reminds me of that time when I bought a movie called Pirates. Um, and I was. This time's gotta stop. Well, we have a, a couple of uh, celebrity obituaries before uh, we head out today. Uh, a couple of sad stories, people uh, leaving us uh, too early. Uh, this is Jesse Jane, uh, a one-time Hooters waitress and beauty pageant contestant who went on to star in the highest budget series in pornographic film history. Uh, she was found dead on Wednesday at a home in Oklahoma. Uh, at the age of 43, uh, the cause, believed to be a drug overdose, uh, officers responded to a, uh, uh, a home for a welfare check um, and found both Ms. Jane and her boyfriend, Brett Hasenmuller, uh, dead. Um, and both deaths are currently under investigation. Um, she was uh, she was a defining pornography star in the early 2000s as the Internet transformed the industry. And then she uh, she crossed over into some mainstream uh, movies as well. Now, you said earlier this week that you had you, you were proud of yourself for having seen most of her um, uh, uh, filmography. Um, and I was just wondering if you still wanted to go through with that game where I list some of her porn movies um, and you tell me what your thoughts were, your 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 review of them. Maybe uh, maybe we can do that on the After Dark, Brian, since that's really where we keep a lot of our uh, salacious content for. Um, I assume, of course, you would you would be talking about her Pirates movie series. Um, Pirates 1 um, grossed a significant amount of money. Pirates 2, Stagnetti's Revenge, uh, made $8 million. It was spent $8 million. How, how often do you hear companies spending $8 million on foreign films? You don't. Very rare. I mean, I, I don't know what the budget was for Three's Come Penny um, or Titlicious Three that she was in or Swinger's Retreat or Shay's Yearbook, Sexual Freak, Jesse Jane or Sex and Corruption 2, Power Fuck, Posh Kitten, Nurses, Pig Slip, Naked Aces 2, My Private Tutor, My Sister's Husband, my dirty point of view. Masseuse too. Jesse Jane. Love Jesse. Leverage. Loaded. Jesse's sex party. Jesse's juice. Jesse's girls. Jesse sex machine one and two. Jesse Jane versus Riley Steele. Jesse Jane the roommate. Jesse Jane sexy hot. Jesse Jane reckless. Should I keep if you're going? expecting that, I'm going to stop you. I, I actually kind of want to see how long you can go on this. Ron, there's 135 movies. I'll start alphabetically all over again. Alexis, Texas, Boats and Hoes, 
Alexis, Texas road trip. But this time's got to stop. All so right. You lied to me. You lied. Uh, next up, we say goodbye to Playboy and Maxim model and actress uh, Masumi Max. Uh, she was found dead in her Las Vegas area home on Thursday at the young age of 45. Uh, emergency first responders arrived on the scene after police received a call just before 1130 in the morning. Um, no details has been released, uh, but no foul play is currently suspected. And she was young, relatively. She was in her 40s also. Um, right. I hope, you know, it's you know it's a shame when uh, someone so young passes away. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously your, your, your brain goes to drugs. Hopefully that wasn't the case here. Um, and at the end of the day, you just hope that, uh, you know, uh, both her and Jesse um, are in a better place right now. Uh, Masumi, she started her career as a model back in 2000. Uh, rose to success quickly, booking jobs in publications like Playboy, Maxim, Alt, and Bazaar. Uh, she appeared in the 2005 action film Triple X, State of the Union, opposite Samuel L. Jackson, Ice Cube, Exhibit, and Willem Dafoe in an uncredited role. Um, so uh, she was scheduled to appear at a Vegas Chaos anniversary event um, on January 27th. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll have to see if there was any word as to what happened to her but yes it is sad shame absolutely i i think i i, I remember her name but i don't when i saw the photo of her i did not uh, recognize her at all so brian as you mentioned at the top of the show next sunday night february 4th is it uh that it is a having, week from today we will be having our championship debate um as you all know uh one of the most coveted prizes in all of podcasting is the Ron and Brian 51% ownership belt. Brian has held that belt since February of last year. Um, he is, uh, he's obviously going to be the one making the wager on the Super Bowl. Uh, so we will be debating next week and, uh, the folks can decide the people can decide the people can decide who is better, uh, suited to be the 51% owner of this, of this podcast, Brian, uh, any now, comments you listen, have to make before of course, we take the gloves 100%, off? The listen, listen, this was, you know, the last, you know, the polls. I know that you have, um, you've had, you know, your own personal history with polls, um, you know, disastrous 2016 poll. I believe that you personally finance um, in connection with the Hillary Rodham Clinton campaign. You were predicting Hillary to win by about eight points over Donald Trump. That turned out to be false. However, I think, you know, um, NBC News this week putting out a poll, you know, uh, co uh, uh, done by um, Quinnipiac University um, uh, has me in the lead by 37 points um, with a plus or a minus uh, uh, error uh, gap of two points. Um, I mean, it's it's looking like a landslide. Most importantly, is that key female demographic women between the ages of 25 and 67 are, you know, uh, have you know, they when when asked, do you have a favorable opinion of Brian? Um, you know, uh, resoundingly positive on Brian when asked. Um, do you have a positive opinion about Ron? Unfortunately, only 12% of women in that demographic said yes, they had a positive 
um, uh, image of Ron. When asked the question of, do you want Ron as the podcast champion? A resounding 84% of respondents said no. That is including men, women, people of other genders. It is just a, um, you know, I, I was not expecting these polls to come in the way they were. Um, but I'm feeling very strong, very positive. I've got Chris Christie coming over to the house early this um, this week to help me do some debate prep. He said he has studied you. He has watched you. He has nothing else really going on right now. Yeah, not, so he not was just like, yeah. He was like, I can come over anytime right now. I'm just sitting with the wife on the beach. Um, you know, so he's going to help me debate prep. He's, he's studied your syntax. He... Um, you know, so he uh, he he feels he's going to present me with the best possible debate preparation. Ron, how are you preparing for the debate? Listen, I uh, I uh, have gone uh, to the zoo, and I have engaged uh, with some one on one with some of the monkeys there. Uh, they're a little bit smarter than you are, so uh, it has helped me. Uh, it has helped me prepare uh, for the the fecal matter that I assume you will try and fling in my direction. Um, other than that, you know, just being one with myself and my Lord, uh, preparing for that, uh, quiet time with my family, uh, quiet time with your family. Um, just, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of preparation. Um, all that glitters is not gold, Brian. And even though that belt may shine, uh, on that decrepit waist of yours, uh, next week, uh, the uh, your your house of cards comes tumbling down, uh, but shout out to a friend of the podcast, Marty Jardy, uh, who will be taking time um, out of her uh, repeated uh, recovery from COVID to uh, moderate uh, our debate. So uh, we are we are thanking her ahead of time, um, and I, I she's going to bring something to the table. She's going to bring an energy that I don't think we have on the podcast all that often. Uh, a different she's vibe. going to bring that female. She's going to bring that female yin that to our yang. female energy. Very strong. Strong yes, female yes. energy. Listen, we both know when she enters the room, you and I shut the F up. So I think it's going to be important for her not to dominate the debate. A moderator has to slide towards the back, control the conversation, but allow it to breathe. Right. Excellent question from Billy. Has she had COVID more times than Brian? I think it's possible. I think she may. I think she may be ahead now. But again, that could be a question we address next week. That's a HIPAA. That's a HIPAA concern. She only True. she can make that uh, announcement. I'm sorry, Brian. Uh, Billy. I think it was illegal for you just to ask that question. So let's just try and walk. That's out. what happens when you eat burgers in Secaucus, New Jersey. Is you just you just <laughs> have no concern for people's health. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go get ready for after dark. Let's go get ready. Can you beat Brian? Brian, are you ready to take on our Patreon subscribers and try and defend your crown, um, or will you fail defending your crown against them, just like you were fail defending your crown against me next week? Listen, Ron, I, I'm going to say this to you: my crown, my crown, my belt, the championship. That will reside here. The belt never returns to Pennsylvania. I can attest to that. That I have no problem stating. You will never touch that belt again. I am the podcast champion, and we will see you a week from today, February 4th, Sunday, for those watching live, where we will have our podcast championship debate. You, me, Marty Jardy here on the show where the facts will rise to the top, your lies will be thrown to the back, and the people 
will see exactly what a true champion has done, has accomplished over the past year. All right. Well, we will catch you next week, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.